Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Marler, our good friend, Saturday down south, Saturday football uncensored, joins the show once again. Chris, what's going on, man? It's great to chat with you once again. How are you? Hell of an intro there. Just a hell of an intro yeah. there. <laughs> I'm good, man. I, um, as, yeah, as a fellow I dog pretty- owner, I know you can relate with some of the absurdities that go on when you have uh, have pets. Yeah, so that's fair. That's fair. No, it's been it's been a good week. I'm just excited to get to. The weekend. I don't know what's going on on social media. It feels like, for whatever reason, it's gotten worse this week with week three. Uh, I keep thinking getting into the season, people are going to be happier and happier, but I was wrong. So, um, yeah, man, let's uh, we'll talk about this week's games. There's some good ones on this week. Yeah, for sure. Chris, the first thing I want to do, obviously, is I'm going to ask you about Alabama. That game was a classic on Saturday night, by the way. I won yeah. back and forth game. Folks are worried about the Crimson Tide now. I I feel bad for South Florida because they're about to catch yeah. the, the the they're they're about to catch the uh, an angry Alabama team that's right going to take it out on them. But when you look over, you know, I, I look at Alabama's loss to Texas, kind of looked out like I looked at LSU's loss to Florida State, and like everything's still in front of them. Like like your feelings yeah. as an Alabama guy right now. You picked. I mean, we both did pick this Texas win over Bama back in the summer. Has anything changed for you? Is there any more concern or worry than you thought you would yeah. have? And and what do you think Bama needs to do to to you know I don't want to say right the ship, but fix whatever their issues were in that game against Texas? I so I just I still love it because this is like I, fuck it I'll just keep my own horn like this is like the second time I've gone on record with like a video and be like hey this is exactly what's gonna happen and this is exactly what happened so last year with Tennessee Georgia nailed that. Since June, this is going to be a 10 plus point win for Texas. Um, said they would trail early uh, around 14 to three. It was 13 to three. They would climb back into it. They did. Um, and you lose by 10 points exactly. I, I think like it's funny to me because I, I just thought this was going to be a loss just because of a couple of things. One, Sark and that offense and how good Texas actually is. And then also the fact that I don't think the Bama quarterback situation was going to be the, the anywhere close to what it's going to be at the end of the season. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that were concerning. The offensive line didn't look great uh, throughout a lot of the game. Quinn just left the field with his jersey looking the same exact color as it was when he walked onto the field. That's not great. Um, and you had, a, you had a lead going in the fourth quarter, and you lose by double digits. So that's never good either. But I, the whole thing about the sky falling, I love it. Like, I just love it. Because I, I like this whole thing. Like, I, they could still lose to Tennessee or Kentucky and still win the West – and then go out and, and, and play in the SEC. And we have an SEC champion, whether two losses or not, not play for uh, maybe a cultural playoff. Um, we haven't gotten to a two-loss SEC team that's won the, the, the conference. 
But I mean, I just, I still think everything's in front of them. I, I will say, I'll push back on the one thing you said. I think it's a lot like LSU and Florida State because I, because I, your reasoning why I was saying, well, they still have everything in front of them. What, how it's not the same is that Alabama didn't get their backs blown out on national television by 21 points, 28 for most of that fourth quarter, despite a long, late touchdown run. I mean, Texas is a really good team, and I think people need to give them a little bit of credit, like probably more than we're giving them. Um, and there are concerns with. Being honest and looking at that schedule, who on the schedule are you looking at? It's like, well, that's a loss. It's all miss struggle against backup quarterback against Tulane. We just saw Tennessee barely get by Austin Peay, it seemed like, for most of the first half. I mean, LSU again, like we saw what happened in Florida State. Like, who on the schedule is like something that's going to, like, if Bama continues to improve, like you would assume they would after after the start of the season. I just don't see – I don't get the whole sky is falling. But maybe I should join on the Twitter mayhem and just say the dynasty's dead, everything's the worst, and this team is, is going to go 8-7-5 and or seven and five or 8-4 and four or what the fuck ever. I, maybe I'll just start doing that. I mean, that's exactly what Twitter or X, as it's now known, is, is built off of, Chris, is, is yeah. rational reactions to everything that takes place. So you'll fit right in. Um, this Texas A&M, how, how disappointing. I, I mean, yeah, I, I just – what is there even to say about AM anymore, Chris? I mean, my give credit to Miami, by the way, Mario Cristobal. Yeah. Fantastic. Tyler Van Dyke was electric, five mm-hmm. touchdown passes. But I mean, it, and that's one that like, okay, everything's in front of you in SEC play. But like, I felt like if AM was going to pop this year, like really pop, like they need to mm-hmm. win that game. Where do you sit right now with Texas AM? It's, so it's like confused more than anything because I thought when we like that we've all thought that like the big problem here is the offense. It's the offense that averaged like 23 points per game last year. Real quick, I saw somebody in the comments gave a shout out to Pepper, so I got to give them a shout out to DG Podcast. She says hello <laughs> as well, and then Chase Floyd. I will try my best to Willie B. I'd be very shocked if I don't end up at Willie B. at some point, whether it's for a game or in cups. I don't know. You never know what happens at the state fair. Who knows? Um, no, so I think I think that like. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
the word I use is just confused because it's like man, you you went into the season and the question was the offense and you bring in Bobby Petrino and the question is the offense. How are you going to get points on the board? You struggled so much last year, just put points on the board. And then you go in week one, you put up a ton of points against a overmatched New Mexico team. And I, I thought that I thought that A&M was going to roll Miami in this game. It wasn't like the crowd was going to be a factor. Um, so the, there's a lot of concern there because it's like the thing that has kind of held you up for like upright for most of the Jimbo era. When you go back to, to looking at like what has been like the, the, the success these teams have been built off of, it's been the defense. That's where all your talent is. Like all five stars you brought in for the most part are on the defensive line um, and on the defensive side of the ball. And then you look at what they were able, like what happened. I'm giving up, was it 44 or was it 45 or 48? I mean, any, either way. 48, it's, it's, I think. Yeah. 40, it's way yeah. too many points. And like, and Wegman didn't even play that bad. The offense puts up 33 points. Anytime you score 30 plus, you feel like you should have a chance to win the game as an SEC team. And I, I think the concern is that defense, um, DJ Durkin. Chris, let's jump into the week three slate. Thankfully, SEC play finally begins. We'll start to really get some answers and learn about these football teams. Of course, the Gamecocks got a bounce back win in week two against Furman. It was, to call it dicey early is putting it kindly. Yeah. I mean, I was, when it was 14 to seven, Furman Marler, I was, excuse my French, shitting a brick. I'll put it that yeah. way. Um, anyways, though, South Carolina, they go between the hedges. What a way to begin SEC play. Spencer Rattler is. Looks like he's picked up where he left off, as hot as any quarterback out there. I mean, 83% completion percentage, mm -hmm. 25 of 27. Granted, it was against Furman, but there's quarterbacks out there that can't go 25 against or for 27 against air, right? So mm -hmm. you look at the task at hand. Dogs are a 27-and-a-half-point favorite. Obviously, the attention goes to the line of scrimmage on both sides, the challenge that will be there. Georgia's had some slow starts against UT mm -hmm. Martin and Ball State, but both in games, I mean, they've outscored their opponents 93-10. to 10 through two weeks. Let me ask you this. How do you view this game, but what does South Carolina have to do to make this a second-half football game in your mind? You don't want it to be a second-half football game. You want it to be a first-half football game because that's where Georgia struggled the most, first off. You need to jump on them early. And and I always say this. This is the thing I said a couple of years ago and, and what what I think can creep in the mentality of, of Georgia team because they haven't really been down a bunch, right? Mm. The Ohio State game they came back, this is a different team than that, but like – what seems to work a, a lot, or not a lot, but what seems to have worked in the past is you got to put the team in a position that they're very unfamiliar with, but also mentally can be all too familiar with. Like they haven't had to play from behind a lot. They haven't had to struggle at home or anything like that. But I tell you what, I think if you if you're close in the game late, this, from a fan base, from a coaching standpoint, you can't tell me that that. that horrific two overtime loss to a four and eight South Carolina team from four years ago doesn't start creeping in the back of your mind. So you have to I put them in a situation they are completely unfamiliar with, also all too familiar with from a mental standpoint. I think the other thing is the line on both sides of the ball. I think there's, I think you look at this game and it's easy to chalk it up as like, all right, Georgia's defensive line will dominate South Carolina's offensive line. We saw what happened against North Carolina and vice versa, right? Um, but Georgia's offensive line has kind of struggled to – pay like a lot of big holes um like you kind of thought they would and impose their will for 60 minutes in either game so far they struggled up front against ut martin um they've got a lot of injuries on offense and then you talk about the defensive line we know how many 
like how many studs they have in the field. We know the Shane Beamer about the 105 stars. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Teeth. And that's insane. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Teeth, your go to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed like tea kind of like a low and bar, packs knows? a flavorful punch um, with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance um, of taste also has and refreshment impressive. that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Chris, let me pose this hypothetical to you. If even in a loss, let's say Spencer Rattler goes out there, goes, I don't know, 24, 38, 315 yards, throws a couple touchdowns, like if, if even if it's in a loss, right, how does the narrative start to change around him? Because I feel like right now, you know, you look, okay, yeah. UNC Furman, like whatever, he's not even being listed by different sites as like impressive quarterbacks thus far. But I, I feel like Spencer Rattler's got a real opportunity on Saturday not just in that regard. I mean, his draft stock, right? Like, if he's able mm-hmm. to go out there with what we probably expect is going to be limited help, right? I don't think South Carolina, this is all of a sudden the game, they they pop off 200 rushing yards, right? I don't, right. I don't quite see that. So, it, it's really going to come down to Spencer Rattler if South Carolina is going to hang in this one. How do you feel like the perspective on him as one of the top quarterbacks and not just the SEC, but in college football would change if he were able to go out there and, and, and keep up this, this hot play, if you will. Yeah. Well, and I can't speak for where other sites have them, but I know I have them in my as a fourth ranked quarterback in the SEC uh, this week in my rings that put out. So maybe, I don't know, retweet that and some of your fans off my fucking back for once. Um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> you mean it. Um, yeah. So no, I think, I think that uh, there's a lot that can be, can be made a lot of like, 
he can make himself some money this weekend if he has a good game. Now, listen, if he doesn't have a game, I think you also look at it like, just don't make any stupid mistakes. You saw some of the stupid mistakes he did against Clemson last year. Um, I don't expect him to go out there and have a Tennessee game like he did last year, but you don't have to. Right? Like, you don't like it from a pro standpoint, from like a draft standpoint, all he needs to do is go out and do like the, the kind of thing that Will Levis did, which is like manage the game pretty well in the game with like 200 plus yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Just don't turn the ball over. Just don't turn the ball over because. When they turn on the tape from a draft standpoint, they're going to turn it on against this team specifically because Georgia is going to be the closest thing you see to an NFL defense that that he has seen in college so far, right? Um, that being said, he's also not going to get penalized for having a terrible offensive line if the offensive line plays the way they did against UNC. I think this could go a long way in terms of making a lot of positive things like if he puts up a, a good day and the, the, the loss is not something that's like, it's like manageable because I don't think South Carolina is winning this game. Like not, you know, not in a rude way. I'm, I'm, I'll pull for them, all that kind of stuff, but I don't think they're going to end up going to Georgia, in Georgia. Kirby's just been too good against the East since he's been there. But I mean, you know, like if you can keep them around or keep them close for a long time and you guys can get some, some plays and like some junk plays, then I think you talk about like having some, some confidence in him and the offense moving forward, especially when they get fully healthy. Um, going to see in a couple of weeks or even getting out of the month of September. I think this game could go a long way in proving that because he he's really flown on the radar for having such a spectacular season so far. We just don't, it's, I think the quarterback play is starting to become more of like what we expect from, or what we talk about with like how baseball was viewed a couple of years ago, or fantasy football numbers. Like, well, he has three touchdown passes. Well, yeah, he's also complete 83% of his passes in his first two games. Mm-hmm. against the horrid offensive line. Mm-hmm. Chris, as we continue through the week three slate, let's go to Starkville. This one will kick off today, a noon kick in Stark, Vegas. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Mississippi State, LSU, your your, your thoughts. That's a weird place to play. I know that the – I feel like the – you know, that was a big win, I thought, for State. I I know that Arizona Mm -hmm. turned it over a bunch. and But, you know, we knew it was going to be a transition or Zach Arnett. And I think that's – you know, we're all getting used to, but certainly Bulldog fans of Will Levis. I mean, I think it was like his lowest career attempts he had ever had in a game. It was like 17 yeah. attempts or something crazy like that. I mean, they have gone fully away from the air raid. You know, if LSU had beaten Florida State, I'd probably say this was a kind of a trap game for LSU. But obviously, they're walking a tightrope. They're, they're like Bama. They can't afford to slip up again. But your thoughts on this one? It's a 10-point spread. I, I like State here to make this a really, really tough game. Um, yeah. y- your thoughts on the ball game as a whole and what you're expecting from, uh, I guess, the first SEC game of 2023. I, I feel like I'm excited for this for a lot of reasons. Um, I think LSU goes out and proves the point, to be honest. I don't think it's that close. I think they cover the spread. I think the spread's like nine or something like that. I think they cover the spread. Um, would love to see Mississippi State play close because I think it's a great story and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you, you play against – you have a, a gutsy win last week against Arizona. The, the main takeaway from that game, I think, is like what you said, Roger coming in there and only having 17 pass attempts. As a new head coach, it's really easy to sit there and be like, all right, well, I, maybe you go into panic mode because this game is going late. And, like, you know you've got a guy that's a four-year starter now on, at your quarterback. Maybe we do go against, like, what, what our game plan might have been or what our offensive identity might have been going into the season and air it out a little bit more because you still have Will Rogers in our back pocket. Um, the fact they didn't do that and they kind of stuck their guns, I thought it was a very, very confident and impressive move from Zach Arnett. LSU back against the wall a little bit, but also want to come out here and prove a point to, to Mississippi State. I, I think that this is kind of where you saw last year where LSU started to form their identity as a team. 
um, in, in a game where they had them at home, obviously, but you pulled away by two scores um, late in that game and kind of put your impose your will because you're LSU and Mississippi State and that they're always supposed to be little brother to you. Um, I think LSU does that again. Maybe it's close a little bit in the first half because it's, it's an early kick, weird 11 with all those cowbells and stuff like that. God forbid that you know those cages can be hung over as shit. Um, and nobody wants to wake up to cowbells when you're hung over. That is a nightmare <laughs> scenario. So I think that, I think they come out there and maybe it's a little bit of a sleepy start, but LSU in the end pull away. Chris, I appreciate you being gracious with your time. I know you got to run. We'll get you out of here. But last thing, Tennessee yeah. and Florida. I'm excited for this one. As bad as Tennessee yeah. looked last week against Austin, PA kind of definitely slept walk through that game. The PA? I think it's PA. What, what, what else would it be? Is it Austin P? I think it's Austin P. Oh, well. I like P. My bad. That's well, fancy. I mean, P E A Y. My bad. Yeah. Austin P. Yeah. Either way, a no name opponent, with all due respect to Austin <laughs> P. Any Austin P Austin fans, P. I apologize. I got it. Uh, Tennessee and Florida in the swamp, man. We've all heard the stats. Tennessee's won there twice over the last 51 years. They haven't won there in 20 years. It's been since 03. Do you think Billy Napier and the Gators can pull the shocker, or does Joe Milton and Josh Heupel and that crew remind everybody of, uh, you know, that they are a force to be reckoned with, I'll say, in the yeah. SEC East? Your thoughts on that ballgame? Well, you're welcome for everyone here in the stats because I threw that out in August that they had only won twice in 51 years in, in Gainesville. So. And then everybody started running with it, man. It's, it's everybody yeah, taking your, your statistics, man. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and they left off the cool gif of the the more you need to know thing. That was the most disappointing part. Um, no, I, I think I, I, I – Looking at the game, like I think this is going to – the line itself is going to do a little bit what we saw with Utah where it's like the closer it gets and you talk about that, you know, the history of it and the and the, yeah. the, the 51 years and only the two wins. And you think about some of those losses, like 2017 with Felipe Franks that bomb they threw uh, to win the last play of the game. And then like 2015 with Will Greer and that fourth and 14 or fourth and 10 or whatever it was. Um, they've had some heartbreaking losses and been in position to win. Last year was a close game. Last year at home, you get that monkey off your back, and but you only went by by five. I think Florida scored late. Um, the line's at six, and I, I I'm, I'm the one telling you that the about the two wins and 51 years in Gainesville and all that kind of stuff. I'm also going to tell you that if you are a betting person, absolutely hammer Tennessee, like just hammer Tennessee, because there's no game that matters more to that fan base and to that like. Like besides maybe Alabama, but this one, you know, you are a better team than Florida. You want to prove a point, and you know you're going to be on national television in front of everybody. This isn't Austin P. You're actually going to have eyes on this. This is an 11 a.m. start against Virginia in a game you should win. This is the game you can go out there and prove a point. You can start the Joe Milton high train. Yeah, I mean, listen, people have kind of shit on Milton, and and he's been erratic at times, and and he's an inconsistently accurate or inaccurate thrower, which we all should have already known. You can throw it 90 miles an hour. It doesn't mean you put it like on the black every single time or 100 miles an hour for his, his case. You can't put it on the black every time. Um, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. I think that's that's the zero interceptions part is what's most impressive. Tennessee's run game, Tennessee and their air attack, and Tennessee's front seven, which is not being talked about enough. They have 11 sacks in two games. They're going to get after Graham Mertz all fucking night. I think that Tennessee wins the game. I think they win big, big against Florida. Chris Marler, Saturday down south, Saturday football uncensored. Chris, one last thing really quickly. Are you nervous about the SEC this season after their slow start against non-conference competition? We've seen ACC beat yeah. the SEC a couple of times. We've seen some of these SEC teams kind of sleepwalk through, you know, these quote-unquote cupcake games. Are, are you nervous about the league right now? 
I mean, not not really, but like also like I'm still one of those people that like, I'll cover the SEC. But if I'm talking about from a fan standpoint, like well, like I would hope that South Carolina fans would feel the same way. Like I I, I hope every other team loses every game they play because <laughs> it doesn't help my team if they win. Um, they, I'm not with the league. The optics around the league, though, I don't know what they look like at the end of the year because we've kind of gone through the non-con for the most part now. Mm-hmm. There's a couple more maybe left, but not a lot of big marquee matchups. But yeah, I mean, it, it, the optics are bad. Like they should be bad because you lost a lot of big games on national television. You got embarrassed on national television a bunch. I don't know what it looks like at the end of the year, um, but you know, like I think that we still get to the end of the season, and you're talking about like you're going to have a top, you're going to have a team in the playoff for sure. Um, I, I, if you're being objective right now, like I saw power rankings all weekend, right? Georgia, Ole Miss, Tennessee, but a lot of people had them in the top three. But I'll take Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State over those three. Not not for every single one of those games, but as a as a in terms of strength over the top three, I'm taking those three every time. Like a, a, the SEC as of today, after week two, is the third best conference in football if you look at it objectively. So there you go. Chris Marler, Saturday Football Uncensored. Chris, appreciate you, man. Always a pleasure. And again, appreciate you being gracious with your time, man. Looking course, forward to doing it again next week. Not good. I'll talk to y'all soon. Yeah, man. You're the man, Chris. Appreciate it.